0: Thank you for listening to Recyclables. I really appreciate it. If you want to support the program, the best way to do that is to like, subscribe, and share. Uh, the next best way is to make a donation either through the ACAST app or at our Patreon, which is just Patreon forward slash recyclables.com. Until next time, thank you. Of coming up on we recyclables. didn't even int- introduce well, no, I was this gonna yet. I was gonna I was gonna transition <laughs> into it because we had we had an episode about comedy that'll be coming up on recyclables yeah and one of the things we talked about is how it's very much uh, motivated by making money by the pay that you get for what you do right and our topic today is the labor shortage yes uh, which one component is the pay you get compared to the work you're doing like, yeah is your, your the la-
1: sacrifices you're making The danger you're putting yourself in. Uh, I mean, depending on how marginalized that you are, you could be putting yourself in a lot of danger in what could be considered, probably some people, a safe
0: job. And what we haven't done, though, is introduced ourselves.
1: Okay, so, well, first off, this is News Dump, where we compost the bullshit for you. We've argued that not only is it because we're taking disparate sources, like the scraps from your kitchen, But I would also make the argument that we're also proving that a bad source can be a good source once you add more context around it because you can figure out what they left out, what they highlighted, what take they took, and potentially why they were doing those things and what would they potentially be trying to accomplish with misleading you. Um, And today, yeah, we're talking about the labor shortage. I had the luxury of reading three articles about uh, sh- uh, three semi shitty sources and my host the wonderful Patrick
0: Thomas Perkins co-host. Co- let's let's be fair co-host Okay co-host. my co-host yeah, yeah, yeah don't give me too much we give me credit on my show let's Yeah love, yeah no love. I
1: guess we're co-hosts on this <laughs> yeah. one yeah. I don't know
0: I I had the I had I mean also all I did was nap read one article and get high so I Yeah can't,
1: I, can't. I actually did This is one of the few times and I'm going to say one of the few times that I may have done more work for something that we've done together than he did.
0: I skimmed the articles you sent me and was like, I don't want to read these word for word. That yeah, was also <laughs>
1: part
0: of the problem. They're definitely
1: sludge. Speaking of time, we're actually, I'm going to bring this up so that we, our, our guests, our, our audience can hold us accountable too. I have a visual timer.
0: Here's the problem. If I edit it though, we can't we can't say what time is on the
1: clock. Oh no, you're fine. I'm just saying that <laughs> This is a concerted effort for us to try and be more concise in how we talk to you folks. Because I don't want to waste your time. Patrick, on the other hand, would just keep fucking yapping and yapping and yapping. I'm just saying we got... Corey bought me this lovely timer on Amazon. I made him because he loves me. And uh, it has a visual... Readout of how we are. If there's three minutes left, it's red. If there's up to like ten minutes left, there's a yellow triangle, and the rest is green. So we're in the green right now, baby. We are ready to talk to you.
0: All right, let's focus.
1: Okay, so I wanted to talk about the articles I found. The first article I found, um, it's from a Fox outlet. So get ready, folks. Um, out of Atlanta, and it says expert breaks down factors contributing to the labor shortage. What's really interesting is that at the end of this article, they straight up said that, like, things will get better as life slowly returns back to what it was pre-pandemic. And I just feel like that's a weird confidence, first off. And second of all, just wild to be, like, get better pre-pandemic. Things were not better before the pandemic. (laughs) Things were bad then, too.
0: (laughs) So... It's part of the problem with, like, build, build yeah, build back better, go to normal, or or back to normalcy, or whatever. Like, like my normal was not great.
1: (laughs) Exactly. According to the numbers, so in this article, according to the numbers, the U.S. Labor Department, there were 10.4 million jobs open in August. Uh, The numbers also show that 4.3 million people voluntarily quit their jobs in the same month. This is the highest number in decades. I will disclose that I actually was let go in the middle of May this year because the online bank that I worked for was closed down by our partner bank, i.e., Daddy Bank. Uh, And so I've actually have been unemployed since then. So I am a part of that statistic, and Patrick is that part of that statistic Uh, as well. In
0: my own, like I couldn't do work anymore with the. Because he's broken. I am broken. Yeah, no, I've got missing. Three missing vertebrae, slip disc, mm-hmm. degenerative disc, pinched nerves, spina bifida, yeah. spine, arthritis. So I couldn't. Do and it. all of
1: the things that are undercover but were a factor of growing up in poverty that we'll probably learn are a thing 10, 20 years from now as we keep learning more things about mm-hmm. just the base level effects of poverty on children and growth. Patrick and I are what Fox News would describe as lazy or useless.
0: I am definitely useless. Yeah, <laughs> you're the useless.
1: I'm the lazy. Um, I would argue I'm pretty useless, too. When in reality, it's just that... Let's see, what does this article say? <laughs> yeah. Well, and so here's the quotes we're seeing. Is like, we're observing a whole bunch of people who are on a break, said Dr. Rameth Chalapa. I'm, my apologies to this uh, professor for not knowing their appropriate name, how to pronounce their name, but... Associate Dean and Academic Director of the Master of Science in Business Analytics Programs at Emory University.
0: Was that a real word, university? Yeah,
1: university, and it's Goizueta Business School, G-O-I-Z-U-E-T-A. So this person works somewhere very specific.
0: A Doctor Who character has a quote about labor rights. That's what you're telling me. <laughs> yeah, we can. I apologize to this. But I'm sure. I
1: apologize. Like... I do not want to say your name incorrectly.
0: Your career. I don't care about their first name. Their whole that whole series of like college and school. Yeah. Like, that sounded like a magical. That's that sounded like a competitor to Harry Potter. Like,
1: and so he's arguing that a big part of this is just because people are reevaluating their life. It's come to their attention that there are people who don't want to return to the office. Um, There's also specific instances of folks who um, are, you know, don't have jobs because they were fired because of vaccine mandates. That's definitely part of it. One of the big things that, that people are starting to talk about more, is that we did lose... We've lost over 600,000 people at this point. Is it even more than that at this point?
0: You know what's funny is that's not in... my. I ended up reading the kind of further left article. That didn't show up in mine either, now that you mention it. Mm -hmm. I didn't... And it's it's messed up because it's one of those internalized things that I didn't even register with myself that, like, we have to deal with deaths, you know? Like, oh yeah, there's just a lot less people now than before. Even if one in a hundred people is gone. It's it's one in a hundred people. That's that's not nothing.
1: It's about 750,000 right now. So 747,000 according to Google, Google's information. um, 46.1 million cases total though. And then worldwide 250
0: million. God. It's like, like, it would be nice to see those, those numbers be for like, I don't know, solving hunger.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> Turns out we only had seven thousand people go hungry today worldwide.
1: Yeah, and then this article speaks to the professor Dr. chalapa says one of the most uh important reasons is because of the lack of availability of childcare. We're hearing that because schools have not opened and because there are no alternate mechanisms, many of them are taking this as a break and becoming primary child care providers. And I mean I think there's a huge amount of people who are doing that because and there's going to
0: be people that blame that on the the because there's that child income tax thing that just went through. Yeah, too. and there's going to be a lot of a lot of people that are like, well, that's I I can already hear my dad's voice forming the sentences about where welfare people like I can. It's so
1: this is, like and this is funny to me because in one breath you're shaming every single woman who gets an abortion. Because how fucking dare you kill that baby that was going to make your life so much better. Yet now when it comes to needing to take care of these children, it's like you're just trying to game the system. Or that was your fault for having those kids.
0: Which goes to kind of oh some internalized puritanicalism where people are just like, you're poor, therefore you're not allowed to have fun until Ooh. you, until you've earned fun.
1: I have a really great analogy for this. So when my niece, Isabel, she's 22 now, but when she was little, she would say, how do I describe this? Kids will do it where like their cause and effect is switched. So it was like, Oh, it's warm outside. Cause I'm wearing flip flops. It's not, I'm wearing flip flops because it's warm outside. Yeah. Like they flip the logic.
0: It gets. It really is internalized that, that which is the the rough mm-hmm. part because I we we can acknowledge it in ourselves a little bit, and I think that makes it when it's something you can acknowledge is a problem because it's all tied in this root myth of like productivity and you you earn. It's it's this really weird thing that's like intersectional of patriarchy and white supremacy and capitalism. Like the whole anti life equation gets together, and they're like you have to. Earn the right to exist. Right. And my counter argument to that is like, nobody asked me if I wanted to exist. Like nobody, I did not consent. So maybe we should treat this like a consent crime issue and you need to be a little nicer to
1: The funniest thing, so I'm just going to read the last bit of this article, because, like, obviously it says, like, they point to labor shortages and small and local businesses, trucking industry, airline companies. Like, American Airlines canceled nearly 2,000 flights over the weekend, and then a few weeks prior, Southwest Airlines canceled hundreds of flights due to similar issues. Um, but Dr. Chalapa says things will get better as life slowly returns back to what it was pre-pandemic, which we already addressed It is still, but in the meantime, however, the labor shortage combined with the supply chain issue means consumers will be paying more for goods. In response to this perturbation and unsteady creation of the product, the only way to manage that demand is through prices that it typically means go up until there is some steadiness in the supply and production side. He said, like, I had to say it like that because it sounded nonsense it, and it was just like the most objective way to be like, so there's the, volatility in the market. So the consumer is going to bear the brunt
0: of that. There's a chance to be evil. So people will be evil. It's like, would be a way easier way to put it. It would be like, that would just be way mm-hmm. more, like there's a chance people are going to try to like, uh, take advantage of you because you're kind of screwed for the moment. Like, in the future, it won't be. And they're not going to change. Yeah. But uh, they're also going to try to screw you over. And it's, I don't know. It's pre-pandemic.
1: Weird... We just want to go back pre-pandemic. So, the other two articles I read were specifically about a subway outside of uh, Salt Lake City Airport. So, or like near there. Uh, there's a woman who owns one of the franchises. I'm assuming it's franchise. I never know how to say it. But her name is Sharon Cockane. And she is Caucasian. Uh, She also looks like every boss I've always resented, and I'm sorry that I'm making that judgment. But she looks it like her name
0: should be Linda,
1: Ooh. and I
0: say that as a person who loves a Linda. Like, well, about... and
1: like they 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 just did like a freeze frame from like a video. It looks like, and she just looks unhappy. And yeah. I want her to be happy. You know, I want everyone to be happy. Um, but anywho, this, this lady. lady she owns this, uh, um, subway. And uh, she said that sent in the last few months, things, she's been so understaffed that she had to pull her 16-year-old son out of school to help um, around uh, the, the kitchen. You know, uh, she said nobody is getting that extra unemployment anymore. We'll we have a short. We will have a shortage, and it's just a mystery. She just she cannot fathom why people are not wanting to come back to work and don't and don't want to work. At a um, subway outside the um, Salt Lake City airport for two dollars extra, like she, she did a two dollar pay hike, but like she's definitely not thinking about. Hmm, is there something about this job that isn't appealing? Is there something about me as like my interview interview style or managerial style that means that people can't stick around and don't want to be here?
0: My, my oh, I want to I want to sidetrack that though. How old is the kid?
1: Sixteen. My,
0: my son is seventeen. Do you know what I pulled him out of school for? What? There was a family death.
1: Huh? I don't know. You should have kept him in. Let's be honest.
0: And, and like, we had a trip where we had to catch, like, we had to get to the thing to get to the place. That's in 16 years. And I realize I'm not the the primary caregiver. It's never been, like... Man, the subway is not, like, yeah. we're not, <laughs> we're stacking up on the jalapenos, kid. <laughs> like,
1: if we're looking at the history of why children, why you have children at certain points in human evolution and in late-stage capitalism, most definitely, your kids need to help. Yeah. And especially, like, if you have a large family. I grew up large Catholic family, so all of my older siblings are also my parents, and they all hate me for it. Um,
0: it's, it's just great that in, like, nineteen. 19- yeah, like 1920, people are doing this so that their kids, like, can keep the family business afloat. And we've gone
1: right back to it, you know? And not only that, we but We are family... restoring American values.
0: But the family value is fucking Subway, like...
1: Yeah, <laughs> fucking Subway. Here's, here's a, yeah, she's like, I brought my 16-year-old son in after pulling him out of school once. My boyfriend has come in to help me. It's gotten to that point, she said, it's scary.
0: And like folks,
1: I mean, folks, here's,
0: folks. Here's what I will hold on. Go
1: ahead, folks. We have a worldwide pandemic where some of the world still hasn't even really been able to get fully vaccinated. Um, we have climate change, uh, natural disaster events that are ravaging across the planet. Like I imagine, there's stuff going on in. Countries with brown people that we don't know about because why would we? We have um, police brutality going on in crazy ass places. But you know what's scary? Michelle,
0: we you know need the scary? subway. Do you
1: know what's scary? Jesus fucking Christ! The 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 tone of this made me want to punch myself in the
0: face for a subway. And I yeah. will, here. Here's what I will say because uh, Plan didn't have this arrangement. Seven Eleven, other franchise places do. The deal is you you, to a certain degree, are responsible for the budget of your entire building or whatever, right? Your entire franchise, which means she is losing money if she if the business, if, if that location is losing money. She's, she's losing out because she has to pay the business X amount mm-hmm. and then recoup cost herself. So she's, she's continuing, she, she's kind of in the position a lot of renters are with landlords. The part that is particularly frustrating to me is she could look below herself in that hierarchy and be like, Holy crap, I actually didn't have a lot of common cause with these people who aren't working here. Maybe Subway needs to give me another Yeah. Ten thousand yeah. out of whoever and then I maybe they should make
1: my cut better.
0: And I'm not saying that's the solution. No. But I'm saying I can see I can see the pressure she feels. Because yeah, she's got to pay the property rent, and she's got exactly. production like, orders, and corporates probably being like, "Why aren't you making better numbers? Things are better, build back better." Like, oh
1: yeah, no, and like that. I think that's what I'm saying is like, I am not arguing that she needs to. Like, I'm not arguing that she's living like champagne wishes and caviar dreams. That is not yeah. at all what I'm saying. But to be so tone deaf as to understand that, like. If you're in this financial crunch, the people who you're going to be paying much less are in more of a a financial crunch. Like, one of my friends was in an argument with an uh, older person who's been more established in the industry they work in, and she's like, you know I only make $17 an hour to him. And it's just kind of like, yeah... That's what it's like when it, cause like there's other grant money going into how she gets paid for what she does and there's other stuff around it and it's not a single income household. It's like, yeah, that's tough, but that doesn't, that doesn't deny the fact that the people below you shouldn't make more or shouldn't have yeah. a livable wage. I,
0: I, I, flashback. There was an area manager at Plaid who was a nice enough guy. But when, um, when I was like my, my big issue with, I, I hate to harp on Plaid again or on convenience source in general, but the they had
1: it top, coming. Okay, the people
0: at top have enough money that you could pay your employees twenty bucks, twenty five bucks an hour, and not be less rich. Honestly, you would make less money, but you wouldn't really be in any different of a lifestyle bracket than you were before. And if 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 you are, then maybe you didn't deserve to be in that one before. My whole point is, I would bring this up with like an area manager, and he'd be like. Yeah, but once the middle class and the lower class are the same boat, how is the middle class going to be better than the lower class? <laughs> and I'm like, man, you were so close. Like, Well,
1: yeah, it, and it's like that idea of, like, well, I had a really fucking shitty-ass job, so should you. There's a lot of that that goes into this. What? Where she probably is, like, talking about, this is what I did as a teenager. teenager, I did this shitty subway job, and then I ended up being a franchise manager, but not realizing that If it was shitty, then it's even shittier now.
0: I can, I was going to talk about this in mind, but part of it is that, like, we have an abusive relationship with it, and that's kind of the response to abuse for some people, is, you know, my parents were shitty to me, so I got to be shitty to my kids so they're prepared because nobody taught them, like, you can love your kids, you can, the world is really awful and nightmarish, and maybe one way you could prepare your kids is being like, hey, I love you, let's face this together instead of push your kid down and be like, ah, that'll right. teach you. Like, it's yeah. not. Right. <laughs>
1: um, I'll sum up this article, though. In comparison to the other one, I feel like it had at least a better um, better thesis to it. Yeah, this is article two. Um, it was, so, one, I had a Fox 13 and this was out of Salt Lake. So this was like out of Utah. There's that one. And then there was, the, I think the New York Post basically just picked up that article and kind of cannibalized it. In that one, they made the point, they're like, the short, like this is so ominous sounding, though. They're like, economists have warned that the lack of workers threatens to hold back the recovery of the U.S. economy, just as it's seeking to mount a robust economy from the depth of the pandemic. And it's just really fascinating that they frame it that way, as in, like, it's our fault. Because we're not working.
0: We could have a really nice economy, guys, if you would re-enslave yourselves.
1: Yeah, if you would buy back in the system. If you would come back and get that gym membership again. All the gold gym can stay open. That's
0: kind of my, like my, probably my more leftish, most leftish take is that our system is slavery that just asks you to sign up right? Like yeah. It just says, hey, where do you want to be in terms of conditions? And like,
1: privilege is how much outside of those constraints you can exist without yeah. them affecting your quality of life.
0: Yeah, and so it's not, it's it's going to be the same people in charge. They're just like, hey, I don't, I don't hate you anymore. The circumstances of life psychologically abused you such that you're like, well, yeah, I will die without a job. I guess, I guess I'll settle for Burger King. And now, right. now people are like, oh, I guess I don't have to settle for Burger King.
1: But the interesting thing they, I, they also wrote was, it's unclear what what's the, at the root of the shortage, um, with some suggesting that workers won't return to work until companies hike wages and benefits. Well, other respectfully, the U.S. labor market is fundamentally altered since the beginning of the pandemic, with many now seeking to earn money on their own terms rather than through wages. And like, I know, and I see a lot of it, is there's a lot of people trying to make things themselves and sell them as like either art or utility items. I think a lot of people, especially mm-hmm. who were first forced to stay inside during the pandemic, and did still need to pay the bills, they would um, start businesses. For example, there's a gal actually I know on TikTok though who um, she's an indigenous creator who's been talking a lot about like stop stop thirteen and all sorts of stuff and making sure we're aware of every time the U.S. government is trying to destroy native lands with oil and whatever else. She's has a mask making business, so she's been making masks for people to wear during the pandemic. So it's like. A lot of industries sprouted up out of this that um, isn't in the. It's not being held in like the big corporate structures of big companies and retailers,
0: which is in which the same is way part of their problem. I
1: think. Yeah, yeah, like, and that's partially like. Some of that was unavoidable because if you're forcing people to not be able to do their in-person job and they still need to make money, they are going to have to figure out other things. Like, for example, a lot of live performance like stand-up, drag, stuff like that went to Zoom. And there are varying levels of success and varying levels of enjoyment in virtual comedy. I personally have started, you know, making paintings and selling some of them. I sold some through TikTok the other day. Watch the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. Patrick started podcasting. He has his Patreon. Like I know a lot of other people who th- either have figured out a side hustle or their new hustle, or figured out I can maybe go back part time and then do like do what I have already established on the side. So it's definitely shook up how the how we are more traditionally paying bills,
0: which actually gets to the article I read. Uh, yeah. The, the, do you want to do your third one or just skip to
1: No, one? I I think that, I the, mean, if there's anything that's important, I'll add it in there.
0: Okay. I did the Vox article by Randy Mola. I, I think their opening line is actually pretty, pretty solid to what the rest of the article goes over. If there's one thing many workers have learned from the pandemic, it's that while money is a lot, it's hardly everything. I think that is the the kind of hidden lesson that capitalist class people, like, I would say capitalist class people, but I just mean people who think exclusively in terms of I've got to make money, humans are things for me to exploit. They're not going to understand the idea that money isn't everything. I don't know if we've had this conversation on the podcast yet or not, but like, I've always had this notion of shit rent. I've always paid cheap rent, but there's always been a shit cost attributed to it. So, like, Maybe I've only paid 500 bucks a month, but I have 97 roommates and we all have to fight over a bathroom right. or whatever. And it's, it's, there's something similar at place with job.
1: Well, and shit rent in the fact that when you are paying rent, you are paying someone else's bills and you can't even get a tax credit for yeah. it. When you're paying a mortgage, that's something you own. But when it comes to fucking rent, you're paying someone else's bills just to exist in a space. Sorry, I just want...
0: Yeah.
1: Like, you're talking about... like, And in what you're talking about is super important, too, that, like, lots of places that aren't legal units, aren't properly safe, aren't in safe neighborhoods... And that's part
0: of the rent right cost, is you're yeah. like, oh, well, this might fall down on me at any moment, yeah. but it's only... It's...
1: And it's, like, crazy that it starts at, like, you can't even get any money back for it, and dissolves down into... You could be in an imminent danger at any time. Yeah,
0: like, I've had, I've had places... To ridiculously low amount of money like a hundred bucks a month but it was like I had roughly a closet's worth of space it like it was a storage unit so I had to be around somebody else's storage stuff and oh then my god I, yeah and then I only got my own space and then like they could come and go as they wanted because it was their space and like
1: so you had no privacy yeah
0: and like I smoked pot but they didn't and they didn't even want me to like smoke it in their their yard like they were like hey can you go to the far end of the yard or maybe walk around oh, the block or whatever yeah. kind of thing and it's like yeah, I'm good. And it, it sucks because people take advantage of that situation, too, because they're like, well, I don't want to pay my rent. And it, it becomes this weird catch-22 of they're helping you, but they're not. They're like, hey, I want 100 bucks a month, and I have a space just large enough for a human being. Yeah, this helps Pat get his feet back from under him, but like I said, there's like an extra $500 in shit rent.
1: If you have any issues with any of that living situation, and I'm pretty sure anyone listening would not be happy with this type of living situation. You will need to compensate in other ways.
0: And jobs have like a shit tax, if you will. Where it's like, for example, plant shit taxes, you don't get a lunch. as a good example of a shit tax. Using Or shit thing.
1: tax, you're so wired after your shift that ends at like two o'clock in the morning or yeah. maybe a little earlier that you have to go to the bar Buy some drinks at the bar so you're at least tired enough to go to
0: sleep. Or working in the bar industry, shit taxes, you're way more likely to drink even if you don't want to because, like, it's just so... Really hard to be sober. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and at the end of the night, like, they owe me. Screw it, I'm taking a shot, I'm taking a beer. Like, it's...
1: I wanted to talk about the opposite of a shit tax with a job, and specifically, because I know this article is going to get into it. Well, (laughs) yeah, obviously that, but for me, example... Working with children is very validating and very rewarding as long as, like, the place is well-staffed, the management is behind you, and you're getting properly paid. In most situations, you might get one of those things. And very rarely is it the properly paid. But you still, because you are emotionally invested in the well-being of children and just people in general, a lot of people will stay in these professions and pay the shit tax of how much it costs yeah. and how much it doesn't support them the way that they need to be supported, but they do it because it matters.
0: I, I will, I'm going to use Platt again but like, there's a lot of people there that are like, Hey, I'm here because I'm a, I'm a anchor of the community. People know if they're having a bad day, they can come and see me. There's people that need the corner store because the other store, I need the corner store. You know what I mean? Like I can't go to the grocery store all the time. It's just too much work for me. And so people are aware of that, and they, they appreciate that bit of pay, but then they're like that, that bump, as it were, but it's, it's, it's an illusionary pay bump. Uh, to get back to the article, this is me reading directly from the article again. In August, the latest month available for openings and turnover of data from the Bureau of Labor and Statistics said there was a near record... 1.7 million open jobs in the leisure and hospitality sector. That's 10% of all jobs in the sector are open. And a record nearly million people are quitting. And they go on to explain that, like, a, a lot of people are blaming the things that we were talking about before. Uh, they were getting pandemic unemployment, or they were they're lazy, or whatever. But, and also, kind of the undercurrent to this is all these industries have been threatening to uh mechanized in some fashion also for years now like hotel labors have yeah it sounds like,
1: like it's primarily hotel sorry i'm looking up i just want to make sure i know exactly how, who and, is in the leisure and hospitality industry and
0: yeah and that's the other thing is hotel workers are more likely to have a union because there's a bunch of them in a building doing stuff together so they can they can sit around and have a conversation about what they need whereas like in a restaurant you're usually too busy, and the restaurant's closed if people aren't there, so it's harder to have those conversations. It's it's possible, but it's it's more work in a different way. Uh, but this article discusses how the other thing that are that people are facing that's keeping them from going to work is childcare and stuff. Like,
1: yeah, and and so this gets to where we were talking about is the problem is is that parents can't afford childcare. Childcare facilities can't afford to pay their employees well enough or at least refuse to, especially in chain ones. And so then people are literally unable to go back to work in child care at this point because it's so dangerous and it's not enough pay.
0: And that's one of the things that uh, the author in this piece in the Vox piece gets into is that kind of my opinion, which is all these things feed into each other in a variety of ways. The, yeah. reason, the reason people aren't willing to give their child to someone else is they're also seeing how much work it is to take care of their child, and they're realizing the people that do that aren't being paid enough. And the people that do that are realizing they're not being paid And they paid just enough.
1: literally cannot.
0: So they're like, hey, I, I would rather, like, like the kid's going to stay home. Like, it's not it's not an industry that's life or death. It's not like doctoring, right, where, mm-hmm. where if you don't show up, people are going to, expire it's much more like well this kid's life isn't going to be as inspired maybe
1: but then because of
0: that you feel more inclined to uh take control of your workers rights and that's kind of that's what the art the vox article ends up kind of getting into they talk about how there are wage increases there have been um like the average is now $17 an hour, which is pretty reasonable when it was, uh, the highest nationwide was like $15 an hour for most of these people. But it's
1: like still not enough.
0: And the issue is it's, it's $15 or $17 an hour part time. And in industries where they oftentimes get tips, which means their pay gets reduced because they get tips in some states. And then it's like, you have a 25 hour work week that equals to roughly $416 and $8 or 8 cents a week. Which is, after you pay bills, after you have stuff, that's nothing.
1: Well, yeah. So, like, in Portland, a one-bedroom apartment is probably going to run you that much if you want to get in town. And that, like, but if you want to Yeah, if you want to go out of town, it's going to be maybe 1200 But, so that means you have $400 left over for every other expense. And that's not including heating, uh, water, internet... Any sort of streaming service.
0: Quoting from the article, Lewis Hyman, a relations professor at Cornell, put it systematically undervaluing child care, which is considered to be women's work, has led to the situation where people don't want to work in the industry because there's all these sexist points of view that are... Keeping
1: it from being properly paid.
0: And they touch on it a little bit later, which is like if you have student debt, you don't want to get more schooling to owe more money yeah. and not get to have access to that money.
1: If you don't have specific, like, child cre- early childhood credentials, most likely you're going to be making the base pay. And if there are raises, it's going to be, like, maybe 25 cents. The place that I worked at here in Portland, I will drop this name, Grandma's Place, boo. They expected you to do professional development, pay for it yourself, do it on your own time, and you were required to do it every year. It was just fucking wild that you could have put so many hoops in front of people and there are still people willing to do it and care about your kids and put up your shitty parenting that you sometimes will have because none of us are perfect parents.
0: And like the, the Vox article gets into a solution of being unionizing. But the problem is that there are restrictions on how you can start and form a union in a variety of industries. Oddly enough, the governmental process gets in the way there are non-governmental entities such as uh, Unite Here, which is kind of close in tradition to the Wobblies, which are kind of like overall overarching unions as opposed to unions for specific fields. D. Taylor, the international president of Unite Here, is quoted in the Vox article, if workers held the power or are understood that they held the power, they'd be making 30 bucks an hour. But the fact that people don't band together and work together to realize, and yeah, there are things... In place, they like get in the way of that. But it kind of gets to the point I was trying to make with constant convenience, which is, like, comfy middle-class people who are doing okay can get involved for people at these lower levels to... We could, you and I, if we wanted to, go to, like, all the hotels in town and be like, hey, why don't you guys start a union, right? And give them the information. The reason you and I don't is I'm missing three vertebrae and you haven't had the information, I guess. Primarily. And
1: also, I'm very depressed
0: yeah no, and you've got social anxiety issues. I'm not gonna like have you fight through on on. But that's my point is that there are people who fully bodied, no social anxiety issues, and are like they got an extra bedroom, and they're like, man, I kind of feel guilty about this. Well, you know, maybe maybe find a unite here. That's that, that, mm-hmm. that's a pat hot take. It's kind of implied in the article. My my really hot take is that like I think eventually we will get our heads together. And improve conditions, maybe in the northwest, maybe in America, for people, labor-wise, rights-wise. But I think if we do that, we need to have a a further goal, an extended goal towards a kind of international solidarity, because these issues are going on in France to a certain degree. The the nuance is different, but they're facing. Yeah, these
1: issues are going on everywhere. Like, South Korea just voted to go down to a 60-hour work week instead of an 80-hour work week. What was it? Which China? just means
0: they have to pay you more if they work you more, which is, again, that thing of I was saying earlier of it's like voluntary slavery. It's, I put a gun to your head and say go to work. If you don't go to work, like, you have to face consequences. Mm-hmm. But you're choosing to work. I didn't make you work. I just put a gun to your yeah, head and say Yeah, exactly.
1: To work. You think about how we have all of these places that manufacture all of our fast fashion for pennies on the dollar and the people being there are either underage or being paid and or underpaid and or exploited in even more ways than you can fucking imagine
0: and they are exploited for our benefit
1: they're exactly
0: so if we get comfortable it makes other people's lives harder is is kind of my unfortunate point people don't like hearing that i get why no but don't like hearing that cuz my life has been shitty and to know to know that my life has had negative impact on other people throughout the world it's hard for somebody in my position to grasp who's impoverished who's is able who's mm-hmm. uh, in theory undereducated i can see a wider more empathetic more intersectional context because of who i am and my experiences but like i can also see why if you're not me you don't have that viewpoint and yeah. you don't want to you don't want to say My shitty life is because somebody else's life is even shittier. You don't want to feel that guilt. But the Mm -hmm. reality is your life and the other person's life are shitty because somebody else three shitties up from you doesn't want to deal with their shit.
1: I wanted to say when I was in high school, I was in like my freshman world history class and my history teacher basically made the argument that we need to have, and I mean, this term is outdated at this point, but we need to have third world countries because that is the only way we can have the level of comfort that we have in the United States. I argued that that I thought that was wrong, but, you know, you got a 40-something-year-old dude who's just like, nah, little child, I know better. And so I get it. But it just was really fucked up that, like, not only did he grasp that that's a thing that happens, he argued that it was necessary. Because and necessary, and he, I'm pretty sure he couched it in terms of a necessary evil. The necessary evil needs to die just as much as the devil's advocate. Neither of those things are a thing. I get
0: what you're No, saying. but I, I guess say. what I'm
1: saying is that, like, the devil doesn't need an advocate. and got it plenty is plenty of lawyers. It is fucking ridiculous to argue that, um, that cool any lawyers. evil is necessary. It's kind of like that whole, like, if something tragic has happened in your life, like, well, look at the silver lining, like, God was testing you, kind of shit like that. And it's like, no. No suffering is required.
0: In my opinion, there is, in in my philosophical opinion, there's natural suffering and there's unnatural suffering. Natural suffering is, guess what? Your parents are going to grow old and die. Accidents happen. Sometimes you live longer than your kid.
1: Tom and Bella Cody are living forever. Do not say this to me. Other
0: than Tom and Bella Cody. Thank you. uh, All other parents are going to die. But there are unnatural consequences. Like, why are they dying of starvation in an era where we could feed every person? We have the food to feed every person.
1: Yes, that's that's where I think that, like, you're... Yes, there's natural suffering. As in, like, people do Mm -hmm. die of natural causes. There are people who will die of genetic conditions. There are diseases that will kill people. But the idea that we need to have people working for slavery wages in other countries and being people are put in conditions that are beyond our imagination in a lot of reasons and say that that is necessary for us to live the way we want to live.
0: People are going to die. That's right. So why are we sacrificing people?
1: That, we got really off on this one. My well, no, apologies. It's, it's, I,
0: I don't think we did get off because okay. it goes back to the same thing, which is the mentality of Build Back Better, of Back to Normal is... A, normal sucked, right? Yeah, like, normal,
1: is, I'm pretty over normal.
0: And like, okay, let's let's get back to better, but you have to actually have better.
1: And to yes. have better, you
0: have to acknowledge the faults of the past. And in the past, we had jobs that were decided by racism and sexism and other isms, and we had pay that was inadequate because of opinions that were reinforced by that. Like, the bad guys are intersectional. They're going to be racist and sexist and capitalist.
1: Here's here's a thought. If you watch, like, fucking business news, like CNBC or Fox Business or whatever, or listen to an entrepreneur, which no one needs to listen to entrepreneurs. It's not necessary. You can live your whole life and be a full person with never sitting across from an entrepreneur you met through Tinder.
0: Sorry. No one. That sounds very specific. I'm sorry, but I get it.
1: I'm just saying, no one needs to go through that. That is not a necessary evil. Mm-hmm. no, cause like the reason I thought of entrepreneurs is that, like disrupting technologies, you know, how like the smartphone disrupt the smartphone disrupted a lot of markets, the internet disrupted mm-hmm. a lot of markets. You could argue that like the appification of a lot of things has done that as well. Yeah. but so what I think is what's really interesting is that if it's something that the market didn't create. It's not considered an opportunity uh, if, if like it, or if it's something that puts the capital at an unease then it's a bad disruption yeah but if it disrupts what we are doing as the consumer that's fine because they're likely gonna make more money anyways.
0: And I think I think this other thing is interesting is it's like the reason kind of the the conclusion of the Vox article besides being like hey maybe people should unionize. The reason they don't want to work is that like, it's not just money, it's family. It's, it's, it's the opportunity to be like, oh, I don't need to live in the false stress of a restaurant. Right? Yeah. Like, cause a, a restaurant is just artificial stress. Like you have this deadline oh, yeah. and you have this.
1: It's like that meme where the, the guy who worked in corporate or like CEO, he's like, some of those people cry from the stress. Yeah. And it's like. You ever worked the line during a rush and, like, fucked up three orders in a row? You will be crying if not, you're me, if you're me. Yeah,
0: and it's not a real, It's a, I say it's an artificial uh, stressor, but I just mean in that, like, you don't have that same stress when you're cooking dinner.
1: No, no, yourself. yeah, you're right, it's an artificial stressor in the sense that it doesn't have to be like that like the concept of necessary evil like we were talking yeah. about.
0: And that's but it's it's like that because it makes somebody money to not hire more people during the rush. Yep. which is because they don't want to it comes down to a lie of like the manager who owns the building doesn't want to pay more because they're going to lose profits because of how much they have They'll to They'll lose the, the bonus
1: that yeah. they were going to get for cutting hours and because the especially pers- in a lot of corporate structures
0: and and they blame the other people who haven't worked hard enough to earn to where they are yeah. because there's this false solution. It's this thing that that we caught, uh, talked upon with the Diocletian episode where it's like you get the notion that there's this path to success because you walk the path. So you're like, oh, I took the path. Path must exist. And people are like, no, you. You found the one path. The rest of us are mm-hmm. back here in the brambles and shit, man. We're dying. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, and I think... That, that mindset is, it's hard for them to grasp things like you could turn away from family for, or turn away from money for family. You could turn away from money for your mental health. You could turn away from money because you literally don't have a choice. You can't get out of bed without it hurting. Yeah. And, and those things don't occur to these people. Yeah. And, and part of recyclables, at least my thing, and I think part of the thing you and I talk about a lot in general, is like there are values outside of money.
1: There's values outside of money. There's values outside of productivity. There's values out of outside of usefulness. Like a lot of comedy does not serve a true utility,
0: does, but it, it does
1: have a purpose. It does make people happy sometimes. It does make people sad a lot of the time. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm just <laughs> I'm talking about my personal experience.
0: While we were talking about this, I was thinking about my experience with uh, business owners, particularly kind of an entrepreneurial type. I, I, I don't want to name names because these people are pleasant enough. They I don't think they've killed anybody or anything.
1: It's but okay, Harry. It's not listening. I,
0: I used to work for a, a hard-R Republican, like conservative, not quite libertarian Tea Party dude, but so like definitely got their newsletters.
1: Addressing the hard-R Republican. Is that something, a phrase you've created?
0: Yes, I thought okay. it was funny. I, I do was...
1: appreciate it
0: you think um, the, uh, I, I thought I it's like
1: it. the opposite of a rhino
0: it's somebody who's like they believe in the conservative stuff is what I was thinking but they're not necessarily like they're not until they evaluate their beliefs they don't realize they're racist if that makes sense that oh yeah
1: the 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 unaware Republican
0: and like like his family had business um hiring disabled people to do other things but it's one of those things where like well you can only hire hire able-bodied, disabled people to do a thing so you're missing a whole swath of people my friend Mm -hmm. but to them they're like hey we're helping people start their lives over but it's like well maybe your definition of a life starting over isn't a life parallel to that though that person this their their child starts his own business with this guy who's a trust fund kid who's the kind of the other end of the republican spectrum which was, ooh, that, that was I
1: have to have a job so that I can get my 12k a month. Yeah, that guy. Oh my god, if I, I would definitely get a job if someone paid me 12k a month. I mean, I would find a job I really liked and I didn't yeah. care about, and I would just constantly get new jobs all the time.
0: Which, which <sighs> I think was his plan. And then, the is other... that
1: what rich people life is like?
0: And then the other guy is this is 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 nominally kind of the management position. Like they're the they're the bosses. He's the middle management. I'm the lowest on the rung. And this other guy is that the stereotype for Republican manager, as well for kind of right leaning manager, kind of pseudo libertarian, like the kind of guy who's like, well, I'm not saying I'm racist. That's just the way. Those people. Oh
1: no! I mean, he 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 believes in necessary evils, and he believes in uh,
0: yeah, and working engaging
1: with the devil's advocate.
0: And I I worked with these people for a while, and I got a very kind of clear notion of their opinion. I wanted to end on the fact that like they don't see the system as abusive because it's it's reasonable to them. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been all right to them. But my thing is like we all have different responses to abuse, and we're also. Like, I grew up in an abusive household, and I got the least of the direct physical trauma and emotional blunt force. Like, I was never called something I wasn't. There, were, there weren't there were slurs about me spoken. But I still had a level of abuse I received. But I also transmitted some of that abuse. Like, I definitely abused my sibling in some fashion, like, emotional and physical and whatever, because, like, we're right next to each other. I used
1: to be real mean to cats. Don't tell Harriet.
0: But that's not because in that age you're an asshole or a monster. It's because you you, think it's normal, and you're in this abuse situation, and you need you need air quotes to do something, right?
1: I mean, you have a lot of anger, and you've seen how other people express their anger, and so you find the place that you can express that anger where it's not going to hurt you.
0: And and my my kind of hot take, my kind of recyclables take is it's easy enough to villainize. A lot of these people, like, like it's easy to be like, I, I know I've been using rhetoric such as the enemy, the bad guys, the, the people. But I do, in my heart, see these as people who are also victims of abuse. The difference is how they're responding to the abuse. And it's middle um, child abuse syndrome.
1: I think that... The people who don't understand this are the people who are the most removed from the con- a lot of the consequences. Yeah. Like, you and I can see this stuff on the news about how doctors and nurses and medical professionals and uh, the cafeteria workers and the janitors who work in hospitals are just beyond overwhelmed. But we personally didn't experience it, so we just have to listen to their accounts. Well, when you are in the positions of the people who don't understand about this, there isn't really any incentive for you to learn about what's going on. So, of course, the high-minded analysis that's going to come from journalists that work for big corporations that aren't interested in actually educating the people is to find a, a story that goes with what people want to hear as well as the things that they will relate to. A small business owner, a subway owner, struggling to fill uh, staff her store. That makes sense, but interviewing one of those kids who doesn't want to work there and be like, why don't you want to work at that subway?
0: That kid might have some opinions. He might have some
1: just... opinions. And so, like, I guess that's my takeaway from this is that they consider it a labor shortage because they only see us as labor. We see it as everything is beyond fucked up. We are at the brink of a climate crisis. Wait, okay, we're at the climate crisis. Yeah, 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 no, we're not
0: at a pre. Um,
1: our government is becoming... It's becoming more and more obvious that our government does not have our best interests at heart and is actively legislating against us with every fucking bill. We have a Supreme Court that wants to start unraveling the things that have made us a modern nation. Like, we have all of this stuff going on, on top of deciding, like, getting out of bed, getting fucking dressed taking someone's shit for 8 hours a day and then going home or leaving your work office and trying to figure out what to do until you have to fall asleep to do it again.
0: And if you're going through all of that right now, you have our critical support. Like I just I, Well,
1: yeah, no. So I saw a very interesting thing. It was like they have these put a finger down challenges on TikTok. Uh so it's like you you blind react, well, you deaf react, I guess but blind react as in you don't watch it before you record yourself with the audio. And the audio is like, put a finger down if X, Y, Z, and you do them until, and it was like, put a finger down. If you are not a cis white heterosexual man, put a finger down. If you are a black indigenous piece of a person of color, put a finger down. If you have a disability, put a finger down. If you have neurodivergence, put a finger down and like just a couple other things. And it's like, if you've put down a couple of those fingers and you've also lived the same pandemic as the rest of us, just go easy on yourself. And I think that's a lot of it, is for a lot of people that are just trying to go a little easier on themselves because it's just been so hard. You can't expect A-level work from people when we're in a fucking D-level world.
0: Because that that artificial pressure is everywhere. I have bits about it, but I've had way more jobs than anyone else I've ever known. I've had like 20 to 30 jobs. Right. Mm -hmm. And all of them, there's always an artificial pressure to do more quicker now immediately mm-hmm. when it's like, nah, you can take your time. You can.
1: Oh yeah. Well, and my word for that is sense of urgency until I started to break down some of the shit going on in my head. I would get really frustrated with people who don't have a sense of urgency. I will say that mine is technically framed in the concept of teamwork. Yeah. Like if your sense of urgency is making all the rest have to work harder, go fuck yourself. But I'm definitely not going to fault someone who, like, we're not busy. I'm going to sit down and look at my phone for ten minutes. Fucking do it. Sorry. No, you're fine. I got a little aggressive thinking about that.
0: I'm just thinking of who's listening. I can imagine somebody being at a job right now and being like, fuck it, I know, but what am I supposed to do? You're not supposed to do anything, honestly. Like, like if you can organize workplace. Do what you need to do. Yeah, if you can organize your workplace, cool. If you can't, you're not supposed
1: to. If you can't, like, you can leave.
0: But be willing to be there for the people who can. not So if you're, yeah. I have an opinion that like one of the things people need is permission. So like as your podcasters, I give you permission to not be so mean to yourself to, yeah. if you're, if you're working right now and you're like, Hey, I'm finally making some money. It sucks that other people are going through this. I don't know what to do. You know what? You have permission to enjoy yourself. Like like you
1: have permission you, to enjoy yourself. You and if you have extra to give, give, but yeah. give to yourself first so that you can keep moving forward. Cause a lot of people within civil rights movements right now are saying that like also, this is going to be a marathon it's not a fucking sprint
0: and i give you permission to help also that was cuz i was uh, you led right into that with yeah. the, the, it's going to be a it's not going to be a mar- it's uh, it's not it's not a poof we crossed the finish line it's going to be a lot of work and so be kind to yourself and be willing to help people and i think like that's kind of that's my goal with recyclables i think that's your goal too with your with your podcast is to let people know like it's it's okay bro (laughs) yeah
1: you've heard of the bucket like have you filled the bucket today uh someone wrote a book for children that was supposed to be like a non-religious way to describe morality and it was the idea of filling yours and other people's buckets so when you do something like that shows care consideration or helps people um you're filling their bucket and that can fill your bucket too that's what our life has been like when you do something shitty to someone you're dumping their bucket no. So, so yeah, it it led to a lot of the kids saying, that doesn't fill my pocket. Thank you, folks, for listening. Yeah, we'll it catch was you next week really nice another... to have you. If you do listen to this all the way to the end and you're at the part, at this part, if there's a new story that you'd like us to talk about or a concept that you would like us to address, just let us know in the comment section. It increases engagement. Yep.
0: Yeah. Be sure to like, if you're watching this on Facebook, be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Thank you. Facebook or YouTube?
1: YouTube, damn it, did I... God damn it! Patrick is so
0: unprofessional! Mark Zuckerberg's got me! (laughs) Thank you for picking up Recyclables today. Donations to the ACAST streaming service are, of course, always welcomed, but the best way to support the show is by going to patreon.com forward slash recyclables and becoming a patron today. If you can't do that, another great way is by liking, subscribing, sharing, rating, and reviewing the podcast on whatever podcast listening service you use. All right? thanks.